Welcome to the Ask Alika podcast, where we answer all your questions about business, marketing, and technology. Hello, hello. Welcome, everybody, to Ask Alika episode 34. Welcome, welcome. I can't believe we're up to number episode 34. I know. Awesome. <laughs> we're uh, more than halfway through the year doing these podcasts, so it makes me very happy. I hope everyone's Dude. still enjoying it. Uh, and what are we talking about today, Beth? Today, we are talking about where you get your news from. Yep. It's uh, it's an interesting topic. It's something that we've touched on a little bit previously when it came comes to particularly the Facebook uh, role in creating and, and propagating news yeah. nowadays. Yeah, and then this all came about also during the, the election, the US election, um, where things got pretty crazy with everyone having their own opinions, people spitting out facts, quote-unquote mm-hmm. facts. <laughs> um, and then Facebook got into a little bit of trouble. Um, and so, yeah, it's something I've been thinking about a lot. Yeah, and it's it's definitely it's something that Mark Zuckerberg has been thinking about a lot. He kind of came out this year. He has sets a resolution every year, and his for 2018, his personal challenge is that he wants to prevent Facebook from being misused, um, and for providing stop it from providing bad content. So it's very much kind of the theme of of 2018 is is getting getting the story right, getting the facts right, and it's something that. You know, people like Mark Zuckerberg and people like us have been thinking about because yeah. it's an important thing. Like, you know, how, what? Oh, huge! How, yeah, how we get our information and, and matters. This is this has been on my in my head and on my heart for a long time. I've made quite a few bad investment decisions based on um, just inaccurate data wow. from people and from different sources, and it's cost me tens of thousands of dollars. It has um, real world not impacts. hundreds of thousands actually. Yeah. So, it's important to know what is true and what is not true in a business sense and in an investment sense. It's important to know it politically. It's important to know it economically. But I don't think – I think it's really hard to understand what's right and what's not. Um, and I've made so many mistakes. Like, I, you know, I, I've had conversations with friends who are financial planners who will say, oh, you really need to invest in this property now because now's a good time because of blah, blah, blah. And then I do it and then I lose like 50 grand. Mm. And then you have another one going, oh, cryptocurrency, bro. And then you read an article, oh, crypto is going to go up to 100 grand. Like I was looking at a BuzzFeed article saying crypto could be, you know, worth 100 grand uh, by the end of 2018. And maybe it will be, but am I going to then invest in it just because of that one article? But some people do that. Some people are doing that. And that's, I think, where it gets really interesting because obviously, you know, Bitcoin, you know, skyrocketed Mm. to, I think, 28K. Or something like that. Yeah. Something quite ridiculous and it's dropped significantly since then. And, yeah. and, you know, depending on when you buy in and buy out, that can be incredible. You know, I know people that have made, you know, more than half a million dollars doing this kind of work. It is what you have to recognize though. If you haven't fully educated on yourself on the entire cryptocurrency, on the entire cryptocurrency system, you are just gambling. If you yeah. don't have that education and that data and those facts to back you, you are just gambling. And you're just and listening to other people yeah. with their own agenda, you know. Um, so, let's talk about a few concepts, you know. Like, firstly, there's I don't believe there's any objectivity in anyone or any media source because we all have an agenda, I think. Right? I think you're right. I think that's to be expected though as well. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're yeah. all human. We all have different ideas. We all come from different places, different upbringings, yeah. have different contexts. I think you need to be aware that anytime you're interacting with someone, it's coming from a place of, of yeah, an agenda, but that doesn't necessarily have to make it malicious. 
No, it doesn't mean that it's malicious. I guess what I'm saying is that, you know, like I used to think that, oh, there are some people and some sources out there that are completely objective. <laughs> As but, someone who is, uh, has done journalism and who, who writes news no articles, thing. yeah, it's, it's not – you always have to have some kind of – something has to be newsworthy for it to be worth reading. That means there has to be an angle to it and you can't yeah. – it's impossible to write a purely, purely objective article well, or piece of yeah. news. But I mean, I actually used to think that and a lot of people I know still think that. But you, I think it comes back to, okay, firstly, understand that everyone has an agenda. Every media source has an agenda and always be skeptical, mm. right? Um, okay, now this is a big, a big thing. Like in the old days, like I've heard a lot of people recently and I was even reading an article just then when I was researching this for, for this podcast where like, for example, this article says um, it's talking about how to find reliable information mm-hmm. and it says, well, organizations... Large organizations such as the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post are examples of publications that can be relied on upon for national and international news, financial information, and U.S. federal government news. And I'm like, really? So, you're saying that those, because they're big and well-known, that they're more reliable? I completely disagree with that. Do you really? Well, firstly, they're politically on the left side of things. Mm -hmm. So, I've gone through and looked at the Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, especially the New York Times. Almost every article, well, every article and every YouTube video clip that I've seen is politically to the left. So you can't tell me that they 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 are the most reliable source of information. <laughs> well, you they might I mean? be the most reliable if you uh, prefer a left leaning exactly. news source. And Ex- I I think exa- well, yeah, true. <laughs> For yeah, if that's what if that's what your beliefs are, and that's the kind of news that you want to consume, that's where I think it gets really interesting because. Mm. You, this is where it goes back to objectivity and yep. what you consume is always going to come from a certain place. And I would guess whoever wrote this article about who who produces reliable articles would be possibly left leaning and yeah, would be exactly. would would prefer their agenda. They'd have their own agenda as well. And who is this person? <laughs> Let's go look at her LinkedIn and stalk her Facebook. No, but and that's like I said, I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing either. You just have to be highly conscious of uh-huh. what you're consuming, yeah. and where it's coming from. Because if you, you know, go on YouTube and find a, you know, a, a very strongly right leaning, yeah. um, you know, activist, Jones. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get, you know, if you follow Milo Yiannopoulos, like that's gonna be a totally different experience. It's yeah. because of where that that news is coming from and who it's coming from it's going to be totally different well that's the thing like i I just don't like the idea of how people people do think this people think that the bigger the organization the longer Mm -hmm. it's been around the more reliable they are i'm like no they got like no a lot of them are corrupt if not all of them are corrupt so why would you right and left so why would you think that they're more reliable and then i heard um someone say that you know, things were better in the 50s and 60s when there were like four TV stations and two newspapers. I'm like, why? That's <laughs> it was like even, less- even less kind of a balanced worldview you can have. You're relying on six news sources that control the world. Mm. And who owns them? Like exactly. you're going to trust the, the, the elite people that own those few news stations and radio stations? Some people still do and that's – some people think that social media has has caused and Twitter and you know Facebook have have caused a complete downfall mm. in in reliable news reporting which you know the the rise of fake news I can see where that comes from 100% there is a lot of out there that 
people mm. need to be like careful. There's clickbait. There's there's things that are just blatantly not yeah, true. A lot of nonsense. Yeah, but I think at the same time, it's also given people the opportunity. the The existence of the internet itself has given people the yeah. opportunity to find information and be more thorough. And and you, that yeah. the problem is that that requires taking responsibility. Yeah, for what you consume. That's 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 right. <laughs> and we're inherently lazy, and most people don't, and they'd rather just go. Well, I read yep. the Washington Post, and I agree most of the stuff that that's in there. So yep. therefore, I think it's all true. <laughs> yeah. No, it comes back to us and myself included, not wanting to get off the couch and do the research. Mm. So yeah, I'm of that view. I think that times are better now because even though you got a lot of noise, if you got half a brain and you got mm. you're willing to pull your finger and actually yeah. do the work, you can actually find the truth, or some a more accurate, of some it. Very, a more accurate version of the truth. Yeah. And if you can't find that, at least you you can have a more balanced worldview. Whereas I think in the 50s and 60s, and even when you talk to some of you know when I used to talk to some of some of my older family folk, um, some of them, not all of them, but some of their views are very narrow because mm. they only had four sources to go to. Mm. Right. Um, okay. So time. let's go to the next bit. I'm really curious as to know what filters we use when we're looking at what is true. Like how do we know we can trust the source? Right. So that's a question. How do we know we want to trust the source? Um, what filter do you use? What filter do, I, what filter do I use? Let's start with that and then we'll go with you, Beth. I always look at whether somebody – because I've actually lost so much money listening to BS, right, from big media companies, mm-hmm. I always think, okay, well, are they backed by – is the person who's saying whatever he's saying or she's saying backed by a large organization? It's the first thing I look at. Mm-hmm. CNN, Fox, Channel 9, Channel 7, realestate.com.au, Ray White. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. people think that, okay, the bigger they are, the bigger the – organization that backs them or the more reliable that why do you think that i think the bigger someone is the more power they have the more corrupt they can be Mm. so i look at that number one i look at that who who they're affiliated with so sometimes they're not necessarily backed by an organization but they're selling their product or they're sponsored Mm. by um, someone so of course they're going to have an agenda (laughs) do they come across as objective as a person i also look at like for example you go on youtube and you hear someone commentating on the economy or whatever um do they are they willing to criticize their own assumptions? Mm. Are they willing to be challenged? Are they humble when someone else has a differing view? I look at that, right? Do they back up statements with data? Or do you know what I mean? That's an interesting one. And that's, for me, that's a critical filter because backing yourself with data is very, very important. Like, or, or looking at what something is yeah. being backed by. But statistics are very, very easy to misinterpret. And yes. you can you can quote a statistic and it can appear to mean one thing, but actually, if you look at it in the context of the the scientific research that was concluded and how it was conducted and what variables like, there's so many things that can affect totally. the outcome and not not just affect how a, a certain number was totally. reached, but also how it's being displayed. Because I think that you know there's a lot a lot that you need to yeah. if you don't have a proper understanding of how what statistics actually mean. They can be severely misinterpreted. Yeah. And I think also like so I think and I think this is one of your points, like look at a few different sources. Mm. You know, where when they come up with the stat that twenty five percent of people do this, like where's that coming from? Is it coming from Wikipedia, which I would trust more than some random source I've never heard of? But actually taking the time to look if you're reading an article that has a bunch of statistics in it, 
go, going down and looking at where where are their sources. Yeah. So going down to the bottom, finding their references, Footnotes. then reading those. Yeah. Because to get a, a proper idea of and it, like I said, none of this is necessarily easy. We are all it's work. Yeah, it's a bunch of work. But if you're gonna go to battle and you know be debate uh, debate someone, like you really do have to be backing yourself. You've got a journal background, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do a bit of writing. Of, yeah. In the yep. past. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, go to the footnotes and, yeah. and, you know, the sources should be there. But even when I find sources, I'm highly conscious of what I'm quoting and, and if I'm interpreting it correctly and if there's mm. some uh, other studies that can corroborate the, this particular source that I found because you can't – otherwise, you're leaving yourself open to, yeah. to being highly criticized. Well, this is an example, right? A statistic that really bugged me and actually annoyed me was to do with something in art industry, digital marketing, mm. SEO. Mm-hmm. Well, I was reading an article um, and it was about voice search, mm-hmm. like when you talk to your Google Home, whatever. I know I always talk about this. And the article said 25% of all searches are voice, are done by voice. And I was uncomfortable with that thinking. That sounds okay, very I can't, high. Yeah, I can't verify that because I'm looking around. I can't verify that. But that sounds ridiculously high. Yeah. I, can't, I, I do not believe that one in four people will sit there and go, hey, Google, what's the best restaurant? Like you even look today with all these people in, in, in our office. <laughs> Google's, Google's talking, talking to, to us. me now. <laughs> hey, Google, be quiet, please. But do you know what I mean? Like most people still search and just using common sense. <laughs> Google's still Google's going over still there. Going on. Hey, Google, <laughs> be quiet. Okay, sorry, everyone. Google's just going crazy. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, using common sense, like does that stat actually make sense? Do you see that when you're walking down the street or in the office? I, yeah. I don't see one in four people. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be super fascinated to find out where they, they where pulled, they that, pulled from that from and who, what study yep. that, that came from because that would, that would surprise me massively as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. So, that's an example of how Absolutely. using common sense um, to really test, you know, test an assumption it, and test data. Um, okay, going, I kind of mentioned this. Going back to character, I always look at someone's character. Mm. Like that's the number one thing I look for. So when someone's on YouTube talking about finance, uh, when there's an article we've written, do they sound arrogant? Do they sound <laughs> like a tool? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, um, do they always make bold statements? Like there's, there's a program in sports called First Take, ESPN First Take, where there's a guy well, both of them do it actually. They're constantly making bold statements and they do that because they want ratings. Absolutely. So, am I going to trust what they say? No, they're here they're to entertain me Yeah. first and foremost. Well, it's, it's, it's ha- yeah, I think to clarify for me, what I consider a bold statement is something that leaves no wiggle room. Like if you're saying something is a certain way yep. with no, with no Good. Uh, like Good opening left for, you know, if you say, I believe this is the way things are as opposed to saying, this is the way things are. Those are two very different statements. Yes. If you're if you're kind of saying what you think or what you feel or what you understand, that's one thing. If you're saying this is the way of the world, yeah, that's when you need to be a bit more cautious of how you consume that information because that someone's someone's making yeah. it a, a not, not yeah. debatable when they do that, and yeah. that's not really the way. It, it's true. It's so true, and and so no wiggle room kind of bold statements. I'm never yeah. comfortable with, and there's mm. no humility in that. Mm. Um. Not that I'm the most humble man in the world, but you know that's important. I think overly emotional statements when people just they're so emotional about something. Oh no, this is blah blah, and they're not backing things up with data, and they're not listening to others. Um, and then I look at the 
the well, this is not so much character, but um, just to finish off my bit, the agenda of somebody like the ultimate agenda. Uh, and I look at money, like is there money in what this person's doing, right? right? And this can be good or bad. Yes. So let me give you uh, a bad example first, and I'll go okay. to a good. A bad example is. A lot of property investment companies do this. <laughs> they need to pump up the market, mm-hmm. right? Because that's how they make money. So the property market's going to go up. Don't miss out. Property market. And then that's how they get people to buy. And, you know, so that that's there. And that's why I'm so skeptical when property um, articles come out. Yeah. I just, I, to be honest, I don't believe any of them unless they're completely backed by data. Yeah. Uh, and they're done by someone independent. Mm. So that's an example of a bad example um, when it comes to money. A good example where money can be a good thing is there's a guy and it's, I think it's called financial education and I'll listen to him on YouTube and I'm still sussing him out but he makes money if he's correct on his predictions. <laughs> so, he will only okay. make money if he's correct, right? Because people are only going to listen to him if he's actually right about the stocks that he thinks are going to do well and blah, blah, blah and mm-hmm. people can look back at his past performance and work out the predictions that he made, were they true or were they not? So, in his case, I think he's um, he's going to be way more accurate than other people, than CNN. Right. Because his agenda is, geez, I better get this right because this is how yeah. I make my ends meet. Absolutely. So, that's an example of when it can be a good thing. But Beth, want to hear uh, your filter. Right. Well, I mine is – I've mentioned it a little bit, obviously, looking at – affiliations is a really important one for me, mm. you know, who's aligned with who and, and what are they – like what groups are they a part of and what are they what are they standing for in the world that yeah. makes them want to be saying what they're saying. And because as we established very early on, this is it's all about an agenda. Everyone's got their own belief systems and morals and ethics and they, they conduct themselves in the world based on all of – all of that. But I think it's interesting what you said about being emotional because something that I've noticed, like one of my personal filters that I use is if I read something that gives me an emotional reaction. So if I read something and I think, oh God, that's a load of crap. And if I have any kind of emotional reaction, my first thought is to stop and go, okay, why do I feel that way? Is because it's challenging a belief that I hold Mm. that could potentially be wrong. Because that's a, that's a, and that's something that I wish more people would do. Because I think the nature of the internet and of social media is that if you see an article, a headline, you don't even read the article, you just read the headline and if it if it inflames you in some way and if it upsets you and you have an emotional reaction to it, you may not – most of the time people don't even read the article before they go straight into the comment section and start yeah. getting upset yep. and being a troll or being nasty or being rude or whatever yeah. it is because it, it – it, if they've read something that doesn't align with their previously held beliefs. Just get upset. Yeah. And I think that that's, to me, that's, that's where half the problems in the world come from is not being willing to be wrong. Yeah. Like I am wrong all the time and I love it when I'm wrong because it means I've learned something. And it means if I get upset by something someone's written, it means, okay, hold on. Am I getting annoyed right now? Because they're right yeah. or because they're wrong. And often it's not because they're wrong. That's yeah, yeah, like yeah. often that's not the case. Like if I'm really honest, that's it's because I've they're they're giving me facts and figures and information that I haven't previously considered and that I really need to if I want to be thinking about something yeah. with the full spectrum, actually having an intelligent conversation and be able to debate it properly. Yeah. I need to know all the facts, not just the ones that make me feel good. Yeah, exactly. That's the part that to me is most critical that's because so true. I think so many people Yes. Yeah, and even and I'll admit, like you know, like sometimes I'll in my kind of weak states, I will get emotional about something, and then I'll not want to hear the other side. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'll, I'll get emotional common. about my point of view, and then I I don't want to hear what the other person has to say. 
So yeah, you're right. Yeah, that that's the biggest thing for me that I found. And and also surrounding myself with people, you know, that that do challenge me for one mm-hmm. and that that yes, kind of give me give me access. We're to very different politically and yeah, we, we challenge are. other all the time, but you listen, I listen. Life yeah, and it's it's a good it's an actual debate though. Yep. That's the difference. Like <laughs> yeah. we can actually have a serious conversation and not yeah. be offended by each other. Yeah. Because that's something that really just grinds my gears yeah is the, people the offense that, yeah people being offended is just the dumbest thing in the world to yeah, me like there's no humility in yeah, that. yeah no yeah. no willingness to learn or to yeah. to find something different yeah. or to and I, I i see it all the time and that's where if if someone says something that that i don't agree with i'm like all right i want to know more about that do you have any articles to back that up do you have any studies do you have any you know where did you get that where did that come from yeah. if you if you're willing to look into that you might actually learn something yep. and and like as we said at the start, I think you've got to be willing to look further than just just the things that that you like. Yeah. If you're just going on preference, if you like reading the Washington Post or the New York Times, that's great. But that's just one one point of view of the world. That's right. And you've got to be willing to look further. Yeah. To find out more. Yeah, it's so true. It's so yeah. True. So those are those. That's kind of the key one for me is that Love personal it. filter of of you know, am I emotional? If so, why? Yeah, and just yeah, I think that's great. And and just one of the final things, like I, I I like this day and age, even though there's lots of noise and a lot of people crying about fake news and all this, which was actually from Obama. Actually, people thought it was <laughs> Trump. It was actually from Obama. So talking about accuracy of information, it was first announced publicly from Obama, and then everyone was blaming Trump for the whole fake news thing. So that's an example of how, you know, um, things we, get messed, yeah, messy mainst- and confused. Most people even misunderstood where that came from. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's so easy to mess this up. And so the other thing is. Um, I, I like, even though a lot of people are like, oh, social media has caused all this. I'm like, no, no, no. Actually, if you're smart and if you actually look around, you can actually get a more accurate version of the truth. I love the rise of independence. Mm. Just like on Instagram, with in, this is in business, how there's more kind of uh, small businesses now. There's more solo entrepreneurs. Um, you, you don't have to rely on, to, you know, you don't have to work in a massive general electric company to survive mm. anymore. Uh, and there's more subcultures than there used to be. There used to be like, you wear a, a red shirt, right? Someone cool wears a red shirt. Everyone wants a red red shirt, yeah. and that's it. Whereas now, I love the rise of independence when it comes to news. Mm. Um, like this, this guy that I'm following on YouTube that talks about the stock, about the stock market and, mm. and good stocks, bad stocks, and all that. Like he's just an independent; he's not backed by anyone, yeah. and he only makes money if he's right. So I like following independents rather than these massive. And I still will listen to what these big guys have to go, say, right Absolutely. or left, yeah. to form a well-balanced point of view. But I really do like listening to independents because they're not as swayed by other people and other yeah. factors as someone who works for CNN. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, or no, Channel I, Nine or Channel I, Ten. I get what you're saying, and I think it's exactly what you said, though, having that balance because yeah. the more resources you have to to investigate something, the more yep. the more balanced you agreed. The yeah. more information you're you're working with to form an opinion. Obviously, if you're a tiny, small, solo, independent, you can only your well, resources right. are only that's so right. big. That's r- well, that's right. <laughs> so it's so balancing those two sides of the equation. You still want to listen to to both. You don't want to mm. just rely on the independence, or you know. Definitely. Um, so that's a good point. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, that's our our take on a fairly topical one today, Zion. We're just uh, a little bit passionate there, diving into the deep issues. <laughs> But um, that's that's how we get our news. That's how we kind of try to function in the world. And we'd love to hear, you know, what do you guys think about this? How do you definitely is is this something that are we the only ones that think about this? Yeah, this I, stuff, or I actually, is this I something would like a lot to of people? hear what people think about this? Absolutely. So, um, yeah. So anyway, have a great week. 
Have a wonderful, productive day and uh, wish you all the success in the world. And yeah, peace out. See you next time, guys.